Welcome, welcome to the D Bronx Podcast, a Denver Broncos podcast for fans by fans. If you want to hear what the experts have to say, you might want to go somewhere else. But if you want to hear the latest news, analysis, and opinions from fellow diehard Bronco fans, you are in the right place. Now, three guys who take Bronco football seriously, but not themselves. Your hosts, Austin, Ian, and Kevin Etheridge. Hey, welcome back. My name is Austin. I say welcome back because it's been a minute since we've uh, done our last podcast, uh, but it is certainly good to be back here uh, directly after the, the first uh, preseason game um, that the Broncos had against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Ian uh, is my co-host here. How you doing, Ian? Pretty good. How about yourself? And Ke- Oh, I'm doing well. Doing well. Kevin, how you doing? Good to be back, gentlemen. Doing well. It is, it is good to be back, and it's good uh, to follow a victory. I know preseason victories are a little bit empty, but man, a victory just feels good, doesn't doesn't it? It's a victory, is <laughs> a victory. A victory is a victory, especially it's first first victory in the uh, the Nathaniel Hackett um, tenure, as well as the first victory of the Walton Penner tenure. Uh, of ownership so and russell wilson all these things it's a new era in denver broncos football uh and we are currently one and oh undefeated in that era so mm-hmm. feeling good a lot of things to cover in this game uh we're recording this on monday the 15th so uh the game was on saturday i think saturday evening um and uh yeah great great game all around uh got a lot to talk about here so uh kevin i'm gonna start with you just kind of just kind of just a brief overview kind of like what your you know just your initial thoughts are from the game just kind of your uh overall thoughts and then we'll dig into specifics later what what do you what would you feel coming out of this game well it, it did feel uh certainly new uh mm-hmm. you know when you see the sideline and a lot of new faces and of course new coaches and and, you know, Hackett, you know, in stark contrast to Fangio, actually looked like he was happy to be at the game. You know, he, he looked like there's no <laughs> yeah. place he would have rather have been than on the sideline. I loved his enthusiasm. Fangio, after three years of seeing his pouting face on the sideline, looking like he'd rather be anywhere else other than coaching the team. Uh, that was refreshing. Now, whether that translates into more wins, we shall see. But, um, mm. look, they – they got the victory. Um, hopefully, the, it, the, this will help advance some of their roster decisions that they're going to have to make beginning this week. Um, and, um, you know, kicked off the uh, new ownership uh, group with, with the victory. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, good start. Good start, yep. Best best part of uh, the introduction of the ownership group was, was when Mr. Walton pronounced – Roger Goodell as Goodell. Goodell, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss that. I really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost feel like it was deliberate. Like You know, Walton yeah, doesn't give a crap about him. You're beneath me, Roger. Goodell. 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 Well, and, and listen, listen, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's quite likely that um, Walton has the next, you know, NFL commissioner uh, as part of his ownership team. Condoleezza Rice. Could be. Uh, a Could lot be. of people speculated she was going to be the NFL commissioner several years back when there was talk of mm-hmm. a change. She's a huge that. NFL fan, highly respected. Yeah. 
the NFL is moving down the path of diversity. It doesn't get any more diverse than Condoleezza Rice. So, you True. know, I, I, I would, pure speculation, you know, based on some things I've read and just, you know, good old-fashioned common sense, I, I, I believe. But, you know, her, her stepping in uh, as co-owner uh, of a uh, you know, NFL team, we'll see what kind of role she has. But I do believe this could be a major step in the direction of her becoming the next NFL commissioner. And if that were to happen, I think it would be good for the league. Yeah. Oh, it'd certainly be an upgrade over Roger Goodell. That's for sure. I mean, a hundred percent, not even, not even to say that's a hard act to follow, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely would be in favor of that move. If that were the move to happen. Um, Ian, let's go to you. What's uh, kind of your uh, over encompassing thoughts? Uh, Preseason uh, week one. Preseason week one. Uh, I liked my one guy, Browning. That guy was all Baron over. Browning. Outside linebacker yeah. now. Yeah, outside yep, and linebacker. And he had a sack. Man, he looked good. And a pass defense. Mm-hmm. He looked good. Uh, he I, I liked I liked the way that the Broncos just came out there as like, Cowboys are never going to win against us. It's been, what, 25 years now almost? They're just never going to win. They you can't got seven, beat us. Seven straight regular season victories over. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We, can put, we can go bowling Including with them, and we'll still beat them. Including that epic game in 2013. The, uh, the, uh, yeah. OT game, yeah. 51-49-40. Was it 51-49? Yeah. That one was nuts, man. Uh, it was a great game, and I so watched it as a Cowboys pick. fan. Oh yeah, but uh, they look. I mean, they look good. They looked energized. Uh, Josh Johnson looked good. I mean, thirty-six years old. He's obviously he's bounced around this league, bounced around probably the entire world. The NFL oh. record for most teams that he's pl- that any player has ever played for. Josh Johnson. He's on his fifteenth team. Yeah, I was about to say it's either between him or or Ryan Fitzgerald. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Fitzpatrick. That's right. Um, but I like, I like the way they played. They played, uh, I mean, I would have, you know, I kind of wish we would have saw some start. I mean, we did see some starters, but not too many, but I like, no, the- it was just, it was, the only starters is Jonas Griffith. Who's now injured. I well, know. yeah. Cause he got injured on the second, and, he got injured on the second play. Um, yeah. And then Calvin Anderson, who is, I think the favorite for the right tackle job right now. And Turner wouldn't Turner be the favorite. No. Yeah, well, Ted yeah, Turner yeah, just Turner. just got activated off the PUP list, yep. and so we're not we're not sure about him. Yeah, yet. the same day as um, uh, Randy Gregory. Gregory, yeah. So I mean, Graham I like- Glasgow did play too, and and he's you know obviously could be one of the starters. But I liked it. It was kind of funny, you know, like, you know, like, you know, obviously we talk preseason, you got to talk camp and stuff and how people have been playing in camp and all that stuff. Uh, it was kind of funny how, you know, we started playing music again in camp, you know, Fangio hated it. He just wanted to be dead silence. And I remember hearing a, a quote from Drew Locke over at Seattle camp. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, last couple of years in Denver Broncos camp, we didn't have any music so it's kind of hyped that we're playing music again so it, it does get the it does get the juices flowing a little bit with the guys so i you know I, i've seen a lot of positivity coming out of this camp and especially having nathaniel hackett out there 
I think, uh, I mean, we don't know yet, but I think he's, he's, I think he's going to be a good court, a good coach. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I, I what the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways that I have is just a coach knowing how to manage a game, even in right. preseason. It was it was apparent. Even in preseason, it was apparent. And Vic Fangio, that's what, I mean, for all the things that we didn't like about him, that seemed to be the most egregious and the most consistently bad was his management skills. Um, and we kind of stole stole possession at the end of the first half, got the three points and stuff too. And that was something that Hackett said. He's like, hey, anytime we can steal a possession, we're going to do it. And I love that mentality. Um, yeah, just being able to coach a game and, and well, as well as, you know, these games, we know they kind of go in with, with not much of a game plan. They don't want to show too much in the preseason, but even still the play designs look better. The play calling looks better. Um, just overall, I mean, just as a whole defense and offense, everything looked better except for the run game. The run game did not look good, but we'll talk about that. Right. Yeah. In a little bit, the run game was looked pretty poor, uh, to put it to put it kindly um yeah so uh the first thing i want to talk about is quarterback room but in contrast to previous years when we talked about the quarterback room we were talking about a quarterback competition like who's going to be the starter obviously last year teddy drew lock and that kind of thing this year we don't have to do that we know who the starter is and we we know he's a he's a hall of fame caliber player and so we don't have to worry about that. But there is still a quarterback competition happening. Uh, and that is between Josh Johnson and Brett Rippon for the number two uh, job behind Russell Wilson. And, uh, you know, in my to my naked eye, um, and just kind of re-watching a lot of the plays during that game, they both looked good. But I think Josh Johnson... Looked a little bit better. At least in this game, looked like he was more in control and you know you know is that is that because he was playing with with the second team as opposed to the third and fourth team i don't know you know that's why it's yeah. only one game but at least to this point josh johnson he he orchestrated the offense to all 17 points brett rippon uh didn't get the didn't get the team uh any scoring um but yeah, and any 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 takeaways uh, from either of you uh, in regards to the quarterback room in this game? Anything that you noticed? Well, well, go ahead, go ahead, you go, Ian. Okay, um, just like last year, and, and this little this little dude is just a dark horse, and I love him to death because he just makes plays. Everybody loves Kendall Hinton. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's not in the quarterback room anymore, that. though. I uh, yeah, hope not. Yeah, it doesn't he, matter. He's on. He's in everybody's room. I love that kid. I do. I love that kid. That that one. That grab he made in the end zone was so was good. Unreal. Was yeah. so good. And, and I'm always rooting for that guy. How do you get put, picked off a practice squad? Like, hey, dude. You gotta. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like that's. I mean, that's basically to here. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Our fault, COVID crap. But uh, I mean, the guy just—I I, I mean, not even the quarterback. The not even. Oh yeah, he has to make the team. Yeah. I feel. Well, 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 Ian. The question, the question is, the quarterback room. The quarterback room. Quarterback room. I want to talk about Kendall. Hinton. We can, uh, we quarterback can room. All right, 
But quarterback yes. room. Quarterback room, Johnson looked a little bit better than Rippon. Okay, mm. quarterback room. Johnson is, is the, the, the backup. Uh, I don't think there's much of a competition. Um, if Wilson is hurt for a few games, uh, they're going to turn to Johnson, who has how many years in the league? 15? Um, <laughs> there's no question they're going to turn to him. Um, I think he is good enough, as he has proven throughout his career, that he can steal a win or two for us. Uh, if Wilson has a significant injury and his, and his season is prematurely ended, we're probably toast with, with either one of these guys. But I think Johnson, yeah. Johnson is, is, is better than a clipboard holder. We don't know that about Ripken at this stage. He may get his chance if Johnson is traded midseason, which could happen given his uh, track record of, <laughs> of moving around the league. He's got he's to get them all. Get all he's he's got to collect all the but, teams. But, but let me just say this. You know, going into this year, I, I think I'm – I don't think. I know I'm the most optimistic I have been regarding the Broncos' future years. In, since, yeah, 2015 – um, yeah, yeah, so, we, we, you know, we've talked a lot about the three things that you need, right? You need a good GM, you need a good quarterback, you need a good coach, right? We have been lacking in all three areas pretty much for the last six years. Now, we have a very good GM. I don't believe anyone disputes that. Peyton's probably mm -hmm. one of the top ten GMs in the NFL. Uh, yeah, agreed. We know we have one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL and a future Hall of Famer at quarterback. And, you know, Hackett is an unknown. We don't know if he's going to be a good coach or not. We like what we've seen so much. Now, if you have two out of three GM, QB, and coach, you have a chance to compete for the playoffs, right? But if you have all three working for you, now you're contending for Super Bowls for years yep. to come. So mm -hmm. if we know what we have in a GM, very good, Peyton. The best thing Elway probably did on his way out the door. We know we've got a great QB. Now, if Hackett steps up and can be a good to great coach, we are looking at many, many years contending for a Super Bowl. Now, all that is predicated on having a rock-solid ownership group, and we appear to have one of the best ownership groups in the NFL. I love, And we can talk more about that separately because that's a pretty major topic. But, you know, all these things give me a heck of a lot of optimism. It does put the pressure on Hackett. He has the tools. You know, Peyton's going to give him the players. And you're not going to do much better than Russell Wilson at QB. Now it's up to Hackett. Can he lead this team? Yeah. Uh, all good points. Uh, to go back to the quarterback room, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree that it's Josh Johnson, no matter what, absolutely no competition. Um, I do think it's I do think it's a legit competition for number two, um, and I think uh, after the first game, obviously you know the fan we see the games and the game definitely went in Josh Johnson's favor. But up to this point, everything that I've heard is that virtually all of training camp and practices, Brett Rippon's kind of been the guy who's kind of st stolen the show in practices, right, right in training right. camp and things like that. Um, so I would love to see you know. The, the reverse, you know, maybe for preseason uh, game two, reverse, you see Brett Rippon go in earlier and then Josh Johnson come in later. See if that has any effect. The good thing is that both of them looked good. Uh, and I, 
I don't think as far as a backup again to your point Kevin I don't if if we got to ride either one of them for a full season we're we're screwed either way but mm-hmm. uh but as far as having a decent backup they both looked good and that's that's a good thing um but you know there there's something to be said for the Broncos having protected Brett Rippin for I, two years now, making sure that no no other teams come in and swipe him. I mean, they 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 paid him the biggest signing bonus. I mean, they've they've protected him for a while now, and I think there, there's something to be said for that. Uh, he had some beautiful deep balls uh, in this game. The downside, obviously, is that he didn't convert anything into any points, and so obviously you want the quarterback that's going to lead you to the most points you know first and foremost so uh, i think josh johnson has has a lead after that performance because it was such a great performance and such a likable guy that you want to root for i mean there's there's not a lot of guys Very true uh that you'd want to root for more than him um but uh but i do think i do think the competition's still a little bit open i, I do think reppin still definitely has a chance being younger and obviously Josh Johnson has bounced around as much as he has. No teams have protected him from being taken or scooped up by anyone else. So I do think there is something to be said for the Broncos. I think the Broncos do have real high thoughts on uh, on Rippon, even though some of that's probably from the previous regime. Uh, but I'd like to see, and you know, obviously one preseason game is the definition of let's overreact. Um, but I'd love to see kind of the reverse roles for the next game. And see if we can get more of a all-encompassing picture there. Um, but uh, the good news is they both look good, so I think we're going to be as far as a decent backup goes that you don't have to ride for a whole season. As far as decent backup backup goes, we're probably going to be good. Whoever ends up and and and, and job, look, so. whoever ends mm-hmm. up in that role, it's not going to have a material impact on our season. It really won't make any difference. No, no. And and I think as a backup, knowing that the backup is the backup, you might actually want, you know, as far as picking which one is going to be the guy, you might actually want the guy that's more intellectual. So that might lean towards Brett Rippon. Hey, you're going um, to get us canceled here. <laughs> what? No, no. I just mean because that, that's, that's his biggest draw is how intelligent he is. It, oh, future coach material, that kind of a guy. Kellen Moore um, style. Kellen Moore, Gary Kubiak, that kind, those kind of guys. Like, I think that you know that there's something to be said. If for you that. can't do, you teach. If it if it's a right, if it's a guy that <laughs> yeah. you know is like definitively the backup and he's not going to be the starter, you might actually lean toward that kind of a guy. So, uh, but we'll see. I mean, Josh Johnson looked better this first week, so I think <laughs> early returns are good. Josh Johnson more than likely. But uh, love to see the roles reverse for next week. Uh, but Kevin, one thing that you uh, one thing that you've brought up in the past that you actually didn't bring up. Um, when you're talking about the three things, you actually bring up the ownership. Ownership. Obviously, leadership starts from the top. And now we have, at least from all signs, what's going to be a very good leadership group. Uh, I've liked everything that I've heard from the Waltons at, as well as the Penners. Obviously, uh, Greg Penner and his wife, is it Carrie? I think it's Carrie. Yep. Carrie Ann. <clears throat> the day-to-day both of them have sound good i think they're going to be the ones doing more of the actual running of the team um than than rob walton's gonna or yeah rob walton's gonna be doing so um so yeah i've liked everything that i've heard from them they were on the sideline for this game it's cool to see them you know their first first game in the, in that role they're there on the sidelines with the team they're in the locker room with the teams they were in the locker room in the in the in the post game 
uh, to be with the team. And I thought that was really cool. Thought that was yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, but what I did nice say, I, I mentioned those three things, but I said that that's predicated on having great ownership, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I did, did you? Say that. you? I may have yeah, missed yeah, that. Yeah, so predicated on that. on great ownership, and I think mm-hmm. I think we do have great ownership, and the way it's being structured is. Uh, Penner is his name, right? He's the son-in-law of Rob Walton, yep. and he's 52 years old, yep. and the guy has pretty good credentials. He's chairman of the board of Walmart, right, mm-hmm. which I believe is yeah. the world's biggest retailer. One it's of the, fairly successful. One, I, think they, I think they employ sure. more people than any other company in the United States. So he's the chairman of the board of Walmart, yeah. and um, so he's, he's the CEO. He's going to be running the business. He is a CEO. Yep. He's going to be running the business. He's going to be guy, the guy setting the tone. He will report to his father-in-law, who is effectively will be the chairman of the board of Broncos. Um, mm-hmm. It remains to be seen how they're going to use a lot of these minority owners, as, like the aforementioned Condi Rice. But, yep. you know, as Hamilton. As Hamilton. By the way, Hamilton. Hamilton. (laughs) This guy's the Michael Jordan of Formula One. I didn't know a lot about him because I'm more of a NASCAR guy. Now I'm reading about him. He's won seven Formula One championships. He's won seven out of the last nine or six out of the last eight or something. Uh, This guy dominates in in Formula One. A a a real winner, 37 years old. He's planning on retiring at some point fairly soon and moving to Colorado. So and he's I, been knighted. And he's been knighted. He's, he's and he's a been sir. knighted. He's a sir. So <laughs> Sir Lewis Hamilton. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited That's about. A pretty good owner, right there. You got a, you have a knight on your ownership <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah, and they also hired a new president. Um, I don't know. They uh, did. Yep. Leach. Uh, Leach. Leach. I can't remember his first name. And this yep. guy has like 25 years experience at both the NFL and the collegiate level executive mm-hmm. so i i have no doubt he, he's a solid hire as well yeah I, I i liked it all again yeah kind of same thing with you i didn't know a whole lot about sir lewis hamilton before but everything that i've read because i've obviously wanted to know a little bit about him um sounds awesome sounds amazing i think he's gonna be a great a great piece of that and he's gonna be as far as the, as, as far as the ownership team He's the one who might carry that competitiveness, obviously, being uh, as good as he's been in, in Formula One. He might have that competitive tenacity uh, on that on that ownership on ownership group. So, yeah, definitely all good things from there. As far, So going back to the game, a um, couple standouts that I want that I want to talk about. Um, uh, but, Ian, I'm going to actually turn to you first. Just one you you mentioned Kendall Hinton and Kendall Hinton looked phenomenal, especially on that catch, uh, unbelievable catch and a, and a great throw by Josh Johnson as well. Um, any other standouts that that you had uh, from this game um, that really uh, really caught your attention? Like I said before, Browning, uh, Baron Browning, yeah, uh, and that dude Johnson. And I'm not really too much. I'm not really familiar with him too much. You know the guy I'm talking about? Jamar Johnson? No, the uh, wide receiver. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Guy. Oh, gosh, what's his first name? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What's what his, his name? name? 
Yeah, he looked really good. He was uh, he's Brandon, a rookie. Brandon Johnson. Brandon. That's it. That's it, Brandon. That's Johnson. right. Yep. And he's looked good in training camp as well. Exactly. That carried over to the game. And he looked real good. Him and um, Seth Williams looked good, too. Seth Williams. Yeah. So Williams one of my good. biggest standouts that I was going to mention, and since we're already essentially to that point, right, was the wide receiver group as a whole. Looking Obviously, good. we had the unfortunate situation Tim with Patrick. Tim Patrick. We hate to see that because we love Tim Patrick. Love um him. Love Tim Patrick, but but man, it looks like I mean, based on what we're seeing out of this uh, out of this team uh, from the first game, the wide receiver group almost stood out more so than anybody. Just the group collectively as a whole. Seth Williams had that one on one, just go, just jump up, make the catch, touchdown, uh, oh, yeah. and he had a couple other good catches. He had Kendall Hinton, Brandon Johnson, Jalen Virgil, by the way. Oh. That having the big Brandon dude. Lloyd type catch uh, from Brett Rippin. I mean, and he had two long catches from Brett Rippin, and I just thought, like, man, these like they got some depth. As as you know, yeah, especially when Tim Patrick went down, the ball, bro. When 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 Tim Patrick went down, I was worried. I was like, maybe our depth is not as good as we thought it was. That's what but we then all seeing thought. this game, it's like, oh, maybe maybe it is. Like uh, these guys all looked good. Even even the 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 long forgotten Travis Fulgham, who had a great season years ago with the Eagles. Two years uh, ago, at Old Dominion University. Two years ago was it two two or three two. years ago something like yeah. that. He had a good year with them as a as a starting receiver, and. Uh, even he had his moments. I mean, I don't think he flashed like the other guys did, but still looked still looked decent. He had a couple times where he was open that I saw. Ball didn't get to him, but uh, creating separation and stuff. So I just thought as a whole, like the wide receiver group really, really stood out to me. Um, Kevin, any, any, any other ones that you wanted to add? No, I think you guys did a good job. I will say this on Tim Patrick, you know, like all Broncos fans, I, I was – not happy when I heard heard the news. Um, yeah. he's, he's done for the season. You know, we just locked him up with a new contract. And that's three mm-hmm. years in a row we, we, we've lost uh, a wide receiver to, to a knee injury, um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty early in the season. Obviously, Sutton you know, two years ago. Um, and then we had um, Hamler last year. Uh, and now Patrick. And but- Judy, too. And Judy, was, Judy had the ankle and, issue, but um, ankle, yeah. so so he, but but you know, after the initial disappointment, I started thinking about it. It's like you know, in life, things happen to us, and it's really hard to know ultimately when things happen to us if they're if it's good or bad. You really yeah. you really don't know until time passes, and a lot of times, the most devastating news when you look back on it, you realize it was the best thing that could have happened to you. So, you know, this is bringing a wildly optimistic perspective to losing a really good player in Tim Patrick. But I do think that it, we can compensate for his loss. Everything you just said, Austin, I think we've got a stable mm-hmm. of, of good wide receivers. But this is going to go back to Hackett and his offensive staff, right? So, you know, how is he going to adjust for this? You know, maybe they start using the running backs more in the passing game. Maybe they use more two tight end sets. We used a third round pick on a tight end. Uh, Dulcich, I think it is, out of UCLA. He can Greg run. Dulcich. We got Al- Dulcich. We got Albert O, who can run. So maybe, you know, we incorporate the tight ends more than we have. Eric Tomlinson checking in with a catch. Yep, him. And then, two, and then all we need is one or, two, 
one or two of these wide receivers that we mentioned, Williams or Johnson or um, Kendall, or, you know, Tyree Cleveland, whenever he's healthy, and and we, we yeah. should be fine. We should be absolutely fine, even without Patrick. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I don't I, think Cleveland's going to make the team. No, I don't think so. He's the odd. He's one. He's, one of the well, he's in the hot tub, right? He, he he's injured. Hammy uh, or something. No, so. So, so let's let let let's let's look at this here again. Overreactions because it's one game, uh, but who do, who do you see making the team? Because we also had a guy uh, have some really good return ability in Montreal, Washington. Oh, Washington's uh, a lock. Drafted. He's a lock. He, he's right? a lock. He's, he's a lock. So That's so then lock. let's let let's say you got six receivers on the team. Who are those six? Sutton, Obviously, Sutton, Ju- Ju- Judy, Hamler, Hinton, Washington. That's five. Hinton, Washington. So that means Seth Williams ain't making it. No, it means somebody else means is going to make it besides those Brandon five. Johnson's not making it. No, it, it means it, Jalen Virgil's not making it. No, no, it means one of those guys will make it. Yeah, one of those guys will make it. So you, so you're saying? Oh, you. So you're I'm saying five. Okay, so let's, I named let's, five. You, okay, let's Your rehash brain this. Just melted we got quick. <laughs> we got Sutton. We got Judy. We got Hamler. We got. Hinton, you said Washington Hinton is a Washington. lock. Those are five. Hinton's a lock. Those are five that are going to make the team. Who makes it? So who's the last one? You got, and let's name the guys. Okay, we got Seth Williams. We got Montreal Washington. Or no, not Montreal Washington. We already have him. We have Seth Williams. We have Jalen Virgil, Travis Fulgham, and Brandon Johnson. It's going to be between Johnson it? and Seth Williams, I think. I think it'll be Seth Williams, but it could be either it's one. It's because you're going to want a, a, another Kind of a guy that can take over for Tim Patrick, you know, like a big body guy, you know, because you're, you know, Kendall Hinton, speedy. You got KJ Hamler. Williams got the size. KJ Hamler, speedy, and you got Jerry Judy, he's speedy. So you got three speed dudes. You're going to need at least, obviously, Cortland Sutton. He's, you know, a big guy that takes it down. You're going to need another guy. So I think it's going to be probably Seth Williams, but. We'll probably figure it out in like like probably the next two games to really yeah. figure out. Well, we have like, roster cuts coming up. I mean, this week. Yeah, first four. roster cuts this week. Now yeah, we got we to get rid of four people. I'm thinking, man, that's Ooh. it's difficult, man, because all those guys look good. I think. I don't think it's gonna be any. I don't think anybody off the wide receiver is gonna get scrapped this week. If they're going to scrap anybody I agree. right now, it's going to be somebody on the right tackle side. It's going to be one a, of those. It's because Turner be, just got activated off the PUP yeah, list. Yeah, so it's going to be a it's Calvin be a, Anderson. We have or, Fleming or a Fleming. Fleming's yeah. there. Yeah, uh, because that was the weakest part of the entire game. Was that left that right side? It and it's been the, the specifically I mean, it, in run blocking. Yeah, and it's been that way for years. Yeah, years. They need, they need issue. a draft like the dopest right tackle of all time because it's they just should a, need to commit all of next year's draft picks to right yeah, tackle. Just, just, yeah, just yeah, just one of them's gonna hit. Somebody. One of them's gonna hit. <laughs> I'm hoping Billy Turner can be average. <clears throat> we just need a solid guy, um, and I, I think they mm-hmm. brought him in to be that guy at right tackle. Now that he's off the pup list, got some time to get ready. I, I I'm sure they're looking at him. Sure up the right side. Yeah, I, I I mean obviously they signed him. He came from he came from Green Bay. Has experience with Nathaniel Hackett and his system. 
Uh, so I think definitely he's he's got a good chance, but we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. As far as negatives, we got we got to talk about a couple negatives here. First of all, running game looked awful. Running game was atrocious. It was embarrassing. <laughs> you know what our longest run of the day was? Guess if you don't know, guess. Four yards. Wasn't like three. Six yards. Six yards was our longest run. We averaged, I think, under two yards a carry. Um, and we gave Mike just, Boone all them big, just, that, all that big money too. Well, oh, not really it was big just, money. It was, an, it was an embarrassment. So running game has to improve, especially in a West Coast type of offense. An offense predicated on play action, things like that. Uh, y- you can't expect. Russell Wilson have time. Obviously, one one of his biggest qualities is a deep ball. You can't have you can't expect to have a lot of time to connect on those deep balls, those deep throws, those deep plays to develop if the running game can't get two yards of carry. You know, um, again, overreaction. Uh, obviously, Williams and Gordon didn't play. Most of the offensive line were not starters. So this is the you know again week one of the preseason is the biggest time, the easiest time to overreact, but. Uh, but for sure, that has to improve. You're going to end up using backups at some point in those positions throughout the season. Um, so even the backups, they got to they got to be able to do something. And that was we, we have, you know, between uh, Gordon and uh, Williams, you know, arguably the, the the top running back duo in the league, or certainly one of the mm-hmm. best. I'm not too yeah. worried about the running game. Uh, and, and, yeah, it's overreaction. And, yeah, and you yeah. mentioned it's overreaction. We got a brand new system. We got all backups in there. And holy smokes, it's only the first game. Uh, I am a little bit worried about Gordon's <laughs> foot. I don't know if you guys have heard anything. Hopefully, it's not too serious. No, I, I think he's back now. Is he? Is he? Yeah. But yeah. yeah I, 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 it doesn't sound like it's going to be a long term thing. Yeah. From, from what I heard. Uh, I think he's going to be okay. It's something we need. Another, it's something we need to watch for. It, it, it's fair point. Yeah. It's fair point you raised. But I think it's yeah clearly because early. then because then you are if it's if it's not Gordon you are looking at Mike Boone at that point, um, so yeah we'll see. Uh, other th- other negative we got to look at is obviously the loss of what was shaping up to be our other starting linebacker inside linebacker Jonas Griffith second play of the game and this is you know there's the d- the great debate about playing starters in the preseason or sitting starters in the preseason and. I can see both sides of that coin. I think both sides are valuable. But Jonas Griffith goes down. He's out four to six weeks. So the good news is he may only end up missing one game in the regular season. Could end up missing two or three. But he may only end up missing one game. Um, So obviously that's an issue. But I do like George Payton because he goes out and gets a proven starter uh, in Joe Schobert. Uh, who a pro bowler it, yeah who if you don't know has been a pro bowler um was the starting linebacker for uh, a very good Pittsburgh Steelers defense last year um and well he started he actually started with the got a pretty big contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars got traded kind of surprisingly uh to the to the Steelers was a starter for both was a starter for I think was it two or three years for the Browns, he was very good for the Browns, very good for the Browns, which is where, where why he got the big contract mm-hmm. with the Jaguars. Um, but we end up getting him 
who is obviously like a proven starter at middle linebacker. Um, you could argue it may be hard for Jonas Griffin to get his job back. Um, and that's what I was going to say. How about, you know, if you're Jonas Griffith, I mean, yeah, listen, you're disappointed, right? I mean, you're the starter. Oh, man. And now you're looking at four to six weeks, you know, trying to rehab. Thank goodness he's not a quarterback. I mean, it could be a season-ending injury if it's a dislocated yeah. elbow. But but not so much the elbow, not yeah. so much for a linebacker. But then he gets this. Somebody had to text him, probably his agent, right? It's like, hey, uh, just to let you know, they've already brought in your replacement, and the guy's a former All-Pro. So, you know, listen, I think that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's going to inspire him to get back out on the field as soon as he can. And I think it sends a clear message to everybody on the team. Listen, we're here to win. Um, yeah. If you go down and you're hurt, don't be surprised if we bring somebody else in. Or ne- it, like, nothing personal. Yeah, we just want to win. We just want to win. And, uh, and th- 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 this is a, a great time. example. We're not going to sit around and wait. We're, we're, we're moving. It. We're moving I, forward. I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great pickup by George Payton again. George Payton doing George Payton get things. I mean, this guy. Let's not forget, like, Schobert. He's obviously he's. He's got over 600 tackles in his career. He's also got 10 interceptions in his career, which means he's more than likely not going to be a big liability in pass coverage, which is something a huge issue we've had at middle linebacker over the years is For we may have guys years. who are good against we, – we may have had guys who are good against the run, but liability against the pass. This guy might be pretty good against the pass as well. Um, now, of course, the, you know, there's the argument of, okay, well, why was he still available this late into – you know, the year and into yeah, obviously the preseason. But, uh, well, I think he would have gotten, he would have gone for a higher price tag earlier on. So I think maybe that was maybe part of it. Maybe people reaching out to his agent, whatever price was a little bit high. Could have been. Yeah. Whatever. You know, it could, could have been something like that. He, again, he got a, he got a huge five-year contract with the Jaguars. Um, I'm sorry, a five-year contract. I think it was before he got traded and then was traded to the Jaguars. But in any case, um, he's only 28 years old, which I like. Yeah, he's not very old. 28 years old, drafted in 2016, um, has prime, a ton of experience. Prime I'm, for a linebacker. I'm just yeah, I'm I'm stoked about this. Uh, obviously, now the quote unquote competition is going to be between Schobert, Alex Singleton, who looked good in this game. Um, let's not forget he was a starter last year with the Eagles and led the team. In tackles last year, and uh, so Alex Singleton <laughs> and shot the gap. Alex Singleton looked good too. Joe Schobert, from obviously his resume, looks good. And then Josie Jewell looked like last year he was turning that corner, really becoming the, Man, the Joe, guy we Jules, drafted in the before he got injured. Really going to be huge for us this year. Um, yeah. So go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, you know, we, he, he was a rising star last year when his season was yeah. was cut short. I've just read so many great things about him coming out. You know, coming out of this camp, um, he, mm-hmm. he he's been just a, a star. You know, at inside linebacker, good to have him. Yeah, I'm 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 happy. Uh, I'm much happier with our inside linebacker position than I thought we were going to be. That was kind of one of the areas. I was like, that might be a little. That position group might be a a weakness, but look, it's it's turning out like it might end up being a strength because again, we got Schobert, Singleton, Jewel. Griffith's gonna come back. It's a four to six injury, four to six week injury, so he's gonna be back. Um, 
So that position might be a lot more solid than we than we thought it was going to be. And also, Ian, just to your point, you're t- we were talking about Baron Browning earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's making the coaching staff look brilliant, switching him back to to outside linebacker. And think about it. He's looked as good as he has. And if you look at the depth chart, he's still probably number four as the outside he's rusher. A, he, you have he's a situational Bradley player. Chuck. He's almost a situational yeah. player. Randy Gregory uh, just got activated off the PUP list. And you still have Malik Reed, who's likely going to be that first guy in. And then a guy we haven't heard much about, but Jonathan Cooper looked good last year. Um, and wait a minute, what about Nick Benito? We second round draft pick. Nick Benito and, and Browning. Oh is, yeah, Browning is behind Nick Benito on the depth chart. Uh, he wasn't in that game though. Yeah, I, he was. It, you know, he yeah. was not behind Nick Benito in that game. I haven't heard anything about Nick Benito. Have you guys heard anything out of camp? Yeah, dude, no, he, he had, looked good he in the like, game. He, he had, had the, he had the most like t- he's like he had like a tweet and he said uh, it, like, it was like a picture of him like on the field. He goes, I I still can't believe I'm here. Hmm. Played an NFL game, I think is what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, he played an NFL game. And I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, this dude's. I love it. I love it, dude. I mean, the guy's gonna do. He's still he's a rookie. He's gonna he's gonna get in there. Well, he, well, here's the yeah. question: How many edge rushers are we gonna carry? You've got Gregory, you've got Chubb, you've got Reed, you've got Benito, uh, Bonito. Browning is like would be number five. Are they gonna carry five? Yeah. Don't know. That's I think Browning's he, Browning's safe because he's gonna he's versatile versatile. Yeah, because you can I switch guarantee him Browning's the making because you can switch him between the two. Maybe maybe we trade somebody. Maybe Reed gets straight, traded. Uh, Browning is our is, is our light Parsons. <laughs> I bet you. I, I mean, I've Micah even Parsons heard I've light. even heard people talking about trading Okuwebinam, and I'm like, why? Well, he's because he's an awful blocker. Did you see him? Whip yeah, yeah, he's not good. He's like run he's block? like Tim Tebow and blocking, dude. Dude, this it's is bad. He's, he's almost he's almost it's bad. He's here's the thing. He's been playing tight end his like the whole time. Like, <laughs> like he's not learning tight end. It's like you've man, been doing this is, your entire life. He looks he looks like he's completely incapable of blocking. Tomlinson might end up being our starter. Well, because Tomlinson was no that's what he's known for is blocking. It's blocking. Yeah, he's he's an offensive lineman. That's what he is. I mean Oh, yeah, but yeah. that's we why need to pass catching tight end. He even man. looks like an offensive lineman. Have you seen his his, his picture? Yeah, he yeah, looks like an a monster. Lineman. That's um, why he's so good with the Ravens. Ravens always run the ball. Albert uh, Okawebenam has looked good in training camp and stuff like that and everything, catching the ball, Thanks, running so routes, which obviously valuable. Obviously, in today's NFL, you need that. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna limit his, the time that he's on the field because he can't block. So it's I think it's gonna be like a one A one B situation because Him and he's not he's not he's not he can't be in every down. You know he's a liability in the run blocking. A he's big, not he's not a Gronkowski a big liability in the run game. He's not a kittle. So, can't do a kittle. Can't be a patch. No. Yeah, he's just not that. No, I. I mean, that's yeah, he's, I, he's a glorified I, wide receiver. Really, that's what he is. I think we we need to keep him, obviously, because the only other receiving threat we have at tight end is Greg Dulcich. But, um, I so I, I don't think I don't think his job is at risk, um, no. nor should it be. But yeah, I think it's it's going to limit his playing time because he can't block. But I, you know, I just hear these idiots in the Broncos country. They're like, "Dude, should we trade him?" And I'm like, 
God. No. No. You guys are morons. <laughs> They're just trying just to get a pick up. back next year. We'd like to see us. You guys potentially a very good pass catcher for us. As yeah, a yeah tight great end. pass catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, especially, especially in the especially, red zone, as big as he is. Oh yeah, and as fast as he, he is. I mean, he might be our Tim Patrick replacement. He could be, honestly. Or, or I mean, he's built just like him. He's built just like him. Yeah. Just because he's a tight end doesn't mean. I mean, he could even transition into a wide receiver. He's got the speed. And, and, he could and, even that transition. Might be the. That might be the best play because he can't yeah. block. Dude. Hey, I, I, I want to go <laughs> back. I want to go back to to edge rushers. Randy yeah. Randy Gregory was you know other than Russell Wilson, he was our biggest you know signing uh, in yeah. the off season. Obviously, very expensive to bring him in. Um, so For I think sure. a lot of our team's success is 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 going to land on Gregory. You know how he plays. Um, and he just came off the pup list, so presumably he'll be ready to go week one, although he may be on the quote-unquote pitch count. We'll see. But how, do you guys, how are you guys feeling about him? Because, you know, when he was in Dallas, he was more of a situational player. I mean, he, he didn't play a ton of snap. I believe we are planning to use him in a for, I don't know, what – as a full-time player, not as a situational edge rusher, you know, use them just like we did Von Miller. And I do, I don't know why I felt wildly optimistic about this guy, but now he's been on the pup and he's just coming off and I'm starting to have some anxiety about his readiness. And is he going to be able to step into this role? Is he going to be able to do what we expect him to do? Well, I think of it this way. Uh, he might've worked himself into a full-time role, role, like, he wasn't in a full-time role all the time with the Cowboys, but mm. he he was a very effective pass rusher when he was on the field and not dealing with suspensions. That's the that's the thing, or he, injuries. Yeah, injuries and suspensions. You can't. I mean, get two of them. Best oh ability is availability. I'm gonna write that down. Who said that again? Who was the guy who said that? Oh, oh, I that was. Who was the Excuse guy me. that said uh, <laughs> No. I'm kidding. No, it was uh, Brock Osweiler who said that. Was it? Oh. Yeah. It was Brock Osweiler who said that. But, yeah, I think I think if he could be an, an everyday just edge rusher, don't put him in a coverage or anything like that, he has got the ability. You got to keep him his off-the-field crap. You got to keep that to a minimum, which I think, Minimum. He might have, he may have grown up, but you never know. Um, yeah, fat I, I, I've been worried about him since we signed him. I'm gonna be honest. Like I've been worried. About I him mean, since I we mean, I would. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have given him all that money. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't have given him all that money. I okay, Ian. I've been I've been worried about him since we signed him, uh, because he hasn't performed that well. He's he's never performed that well. Six sacks is the most he's had in the season. Yeah, um, yeah, not available half the time. Over half the time, he's just not available. Um, and even now, more injuries. I just, I just think uh, you're you're paying name value rather than he's like a, paying for he's potential. Like a, he, he's yeah, like a Bradley. He's like a Bradley Chubb without. Well, he's like a Bradley Chubb, but Bradley Chubb doesn't have the off the field issues. 
Yeah, and it's just like it, it's the thing, thing I've said for years about ceilings and talents. Like those things are useless if you never reach them. Yep. You know, it don't matter what your ceiling is if you never reach your ceiling. Like, um, no, most you know, of them just I, that also floor. makes you consider: is that actually their ceiling, or is that just a perceived ceiling? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too negative on him yet because he may end up being a great player for us. Obviously, he does have the talent as, pure, as far as pure talent, but. Uh, yeah, he's got to be healthy. What, what I would say is that success of this year's Broncos team on defense, I believe, will largely fall on Randy Gregory's back, how he performs. And I think on offense, on offense, it's Mr. Jerry Judy. Well, I think it's Russell Wilson. Well, we know what we're going to get. We know, <laughs> no, we know what we're going to get out of Wilson. We know, yeah. we know what we're going to get out of him. We need yeah. Jerry Judy to step up. And catch 90 passes for a 300 yards, or something like that. And if he comes, he's got to have a big year. If he comes out at you know 36 catches for 700 yards or something, I, we're not going to have a good season. So I think it's Judy yeah. and Gregory, the two guys that I think are fortunate. Yeah, are on those guys' shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Hey, I mean, just to wrap up, we're, we'll be closing up here in a in a few minutes. But I do want to talk about um, just a, a couple of things, probably things that are not extremely pressing or anything. But uh, uh, I, I did you guys did either of you see any of the uh, top one hundred stuff? Mm-hmm. No. No, uh, Ian, you did. Yeah, um, eighty-one and sixty-one, bro. Why? Justin Simmons ranked eighty-one. Russell Wilson sixty-one. Sixty-one. Start with Justin. Justin Simmons. How? How is he that low? Dude, t- he's 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 rated as the number one or two safety In by virtually everybody. Like. Like you check every top safety list on every website, he's the one or two on. Dude is just consistent, bro. Dude is just and, consistent. And you know, you know, Tyron Matthew was ahead of him. Yeah, I know. The guy's like nine hundred years old now. <laughs> nine hundred years old. No exaggeration. Um, it's like Benjamin and Button then, now, and then, dude. And, and then I'm sorry because we we know this guy's talented, but Kyler Murray being ahead of Russell Wilson. Get the hell out of here! That's the one that like, really made me mad. This is egregious. But but, but is, who's who's voting on asinine. it? Who's voting? It's on the, it? players, the players. The players. Are, the well, players they, are voting yeah, on it. Who are they voting for? Guys, they their like, best guys friends. They hang out they're with, ba- guys they're, on their they're team. best friends. It's fairly meaningless. It's their <laughs> best friends. I know, right. but, but it is fun to debate. I, I tell you, I tell you, more important <laughs> to talk about. If I could just interject this, Russell Wilson and his contract. What, now listen. Get it. Get it done. So here's the thing. First yeah. off, what do you not think worried. that contract's going to look like? What's the number? It's huge. It's going to be. Give me a number. How many years? Uh, we live. I, we we live in an unfortunate, an unfortunate time in NFL. Okay, this is the, the reality. We live in a very unfortunate time in the NFL that quarterbacks who are top tier, you know, in that first seven or eight or whatever you want to the top seven or eight quarterbacks in the league get monstrous money that is disproportionate to the rest of the team but that's what's going to happen here because you didn't trade all that to get him for a year or two it's just 
you didn't. So didn't five know. years, give me, give me uh, an, the dollar amount. I, I, and how much how is guaranteed? He, uh, I don't, I don't know. He's, well, but, he, but I will say think, this: he's he's, he's going to get fifty million plus a year. I agree. Yeah. So you got to think he's already he's, so he's thirty three years old, mm. and you know the way quarterbacks are going nowadays, they could you know other than Tom Brady because he's just uh, he's not on this. You planet. hit your wall usually at thirty eight. He's not on this planet. Uh, I I'd say if you get the, if you gave him five years, you're probably going to have to. 350 350 million uh no 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 that's no 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 i i think you're looking at five years at somewhere between 250 and 270 meaning 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 he's going to be at 50 to 54 million dollars a year i bet you it's going to be all guaranteed now here's here's the real challenge the broncos have they backed themselves in the corner they gave up as austin just mentioned we gave up a ton to bring him in Oh, they gave so, everything. So all the leverage, all <laughs> of the leverage in this everything. negotiation, 100% of the leverage is just Russell Wilson. Yes, so all of it. He knows that. His agent knows that. So That's why his brand is just like skyrocketing. That, so right it, it, as it, cheesy as it is. It behooves it is him to so let cheesy. this drag out. The longer it drags out, the more money he gets. The other concern I have, and that, that, that's not a concern. The guy's earned his money, and that's what the market is for quarterbacks. You he's going to so get the money. He's going to get his money. But my, my concern is that um, he's not going to agree to a five-year deal. He's, he's going to wait a year and, and maybe let this roll in the next season. I mean, the only, real, the only risk Wilson has is if he you know, lets this drag out until next offseason – thinking, well, let's just see what happens to the market. It's not going down. It's only going to go up um, if, if he just doesn't have a good year. But but even then. Or if he risks injury. I mean, you are, he, he, he's, you are risking injury, He's too. risking injury. But my, my concern is he, comes, he, he doesn't want anything more than three years. Um, and then we're back at the table in, in two more years. Because he wants, he wants, he doesn't want it to be the last contract. Exactly saying. right. So, listen, okay. we, we have wanted a franchise quarterback. You know, again, I'm kind of re- – Jumping on Austin's point here, we have it, but man, oh man, it's gonna it's gonna cost <laughs> it's gonna cost us a ton. It's no, gonna I, it's just a reality. Whether or not you can make the argument quarterbacks are worth that, I don't know, but it's the reality of the market. I mean, I think it's gonna cost us. It's definitely gonna cost us. I really don't think, from what I see from like Russell Wilson, do I think he really wants to move on? Like, oh, let's just do this real quick, and then I'll just move on to another team. I don't really see that from Russell Wilson or anything like that. I mean, he's going to have to play better than he played last year. Because, I mean, last year we know that was it wasn't a great year. I mean, that's kind of why he got it. was a good year. It's just, it was just not great by his standards. Yeah, he's a little, yeah, he's a little, little nicked up. Yeah. yeah, a little nicked up, but he's not yeah. nicked up anymore, so... Well, he did buy a $25 million house in, in, in Denver, so maybe that does give the Broncos a little bit of leverage. Like, hey, dude, you just bought this huge house here. We know you're not going no, anywhere. No, I, I, I do, <laughs> you're I do, staying. I, you're let, staying, dude. Let, <laughs> let me say this. I do think he wants to be a Bronco. I don't think that – I don't think he's just like, let me just – I mean, obviously, he's going he's gonna to command, deservedly so, one of the largest contracts, period. He will. 
But I, I also don't think that he's a guy that's like, oh, I just want to go to the Broncos, get as much money for two years as I can, then do another, do it again. I, I don't, I don't get that vibe from him. I don't think he wants to just bounce around teams to get that's as much money. Exactly as what I was saying. I don't, I don't yeah. feel that from him. Um, I would, I almost feel more the opposite. Like, not, I, I don't know that he's necessarily going to do. He could the do same a, type. He hold could, on, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know that he's going to do the same thing like Tom Brady does, where he takes pay cuts to get the best team around him. But I feel more, more confident in that than I would like him only doing a, you know, two year contract because he wants to get the the next biggest contract after that. You know what I mean? Like it probably, he probably is not going to do either, but if we're going one extreme or another, I would be, I would put my money on him taking less money for a better team around him than commanding, demanding that he gets the biggest contract in history. You know, time will tell the vibe that I get. Yeah. Time will tell. Uh, I agree on that though. I agree on that. Time will tell. Couple other things. This is not. This is just couple couple names I want to throw out there that I thought looked good from the game the other night. Michael Ojemudia looked pretty yep. good in the game last night. Or yeah, the other night. J.R. Reed signed safety. Yep. Uh, P.J. Locke. P.J. Locke just PJ smart the, play. The it was fourth down. Didn't even have to intercept it. But just the 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 intellect to know it's fourth and two. Don't play six yards off the guy. Like you see, you see all the time. You see, right. it's a two-yard play on fourth down, and they're seven yards off of the guy. And I'm like, that it doesn't make any sense. But that one, he's he knows they're going for the sticks, period. And he yeah. he anticipated he might, that. He, he might actually beat out Jamar Johnson. Could he could, could. he very well could? Uh, uh. But anyway, just a couple names I wanted to throw out there. Uh, that stood out. None of the running backs stood out. We kind of already covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, all good things. We got a couple more preseason games here. Start of the season is in Seattle against the Seahawks. I'm doing what I can to try and get to that game because I Monday I mean, night that would be awesome. I, I live about four and a half out, four and a half five hours from there. Um, and uh, I'm doing what I can to try and get to that game. That's pedal to the metal um, if you get there in four hours, dude. Yeah. Wait, you yeah. should check flights, man, with the price of gas. No. No? Well, maybe. Maybe. Either way. Either way, I'm doing what I can. Because then, you know, then you got to do Uber or rent a car or whatever while you're there. So it's like you, you got kind of a – either way. Doing what I can to see about getting there. Tickets are outrageously expensive. The least expensive tickets that I found were three hundred dollars. Um, it's because Russell Wilson's coming back, bro. Exactly, and and that's thing, like yeah. you're in the nosebleeds in the corner of oh, the yeah. nosebleeds. Oh yeah, they're gonna put you um, in the Seattle. They're gonna put you in T-Mobile Park, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might just have me. Hey, they're gonna put you street. in T-Mobile Park, Austin, dude. Austin, you need to show up with a Paxton Lynch jersey, um, number twelve. I want you so to, they don't I want know you which to be the twelfth man for the Broncos. <laughs> of Paxton Lynch. Well, yeah, remember he, he that he will never team. happen. But no, because it's a, played it, for both it, of it's them. It's Seattle's thing, right? It's like they have the twelfth man. The fans wear number twelve. That's the whole thing. But you're going to wear number twelve for the Broncos. With them too. Oh no, I'll get a number twelve jersey with that. Yeah, yeah rip the name off the bat. Oh, Just yeah. show up at number twelve. <laughs> I'll get an Andre Caldwell jersey. Number oh, twelve. That's better. That's a deep pull there. That's <laughs> yeah. a very you deep. Come on, a Bubba Caldwell. 
Bubba oh, yeah. Caldwell, dude. Bubba Caldwell. Uh, he had a couple key catches in that. I Super bet you can find those <laughs> fairly inexpensively sure. online. Bubba Caldwell. Oh, yeah. oh you mean right. Super Bowl? Sure. It, did he catch the two point conversion in the Super Bowl game? No, that was Benny. That was Benny Fowler. Oh, Fowler. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was the last. Fowler caught last Manning pass of all time. Last Manning pass of all time. Anyways, uh, any closing thoughts, guys? We have the Bills this weekend, and yep. it's more of a question than a thought, but will we see Russell Wilson play a series or two this against the Bills? Ooh, real quick, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Do you want him to play in the preseason? Do you want to see starters in the preseason? No. Okay, Kevin's a no. Ian? Kevin's a no because the Rams didn't do it last year. Thank you. He's, and he, he's smarter than I am. Super. Thank you. Yeah. That's hey, hey. There you go. I am. I am indifferent. I, I would. I, I, I would. I. I do want to see at least one series. Just one series. I would like to see. You'd maybe like to see it, but, but what what benefit will it have on the Broncos season? Other than potentially losing. It's be, a, a because it's completely it's completely different plan and practice than in a game. One one series is, is going to make a animal. difference over the course of a season. I say. I didn't say. I didn't say yeah. one series. Yeah. I just mean like. I may like one. one I think I'd say one series. One to two series. I think would be good. Just because. These will not even practice. He's, you know what? You know what? Well, yeah, yeah. They might as well just go to hell. Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm just. Playing. You guys are really losing we're the kidding. argument now. We're kidding. We're yeah, we're kidding. Uh, <laughs> Zach, but, I wonder what Zach no, Wilson I, would say to this question. Oh, yeah, that one's that, kind of brutal. Who cares? I mean, what are we going to do? Just avoid Does anyone. Care about Zach Wilson? Yeah, avoid anyone ever, ever, ever playing and potentially Zach getting Wilson. an injury. Uh, anyways, uh, I mean, I understand the thought. But I would say, for me, week three, preseason week three against the Vikings, I could understand seeing a, maybe a quarter or maybe, hey, orchestrate a touchdown drive. Then yeah. get him out of there. Just but like I one. can see both sides, both sides of the argument. I I totally get. I can see. Yeah, um, I can see if they don't want to like, yeah, like like Kevin say. I don't if they don't want to like use any starters. Like you know, I get it. Yeah, it's kind of like the new I'm way they do football. I mean, really, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. I just I I just want to get to the regular season. But I'm indifferent in terms of whether they should or should not play during the regular season. But. Ian, Kevin, I think that's it. As far as time goes, we got to cut it right now. So good to talk to both of you. And also, so good to see regular season, or not regular season, but just see football back again. And oh, yeah. And an exciting era starting here uh, with the Denver Broncos. So, uh, yep, from Ian, from Kevin, from myself, thank you for listening to Deep Bronx Podcast. Thanks for listening to the D Bronx podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, help us out by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts.